Exodus chapter 22 and verse 18 says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. This afternoon we talk about witches. I don't know if you all know this or not, but right here around the corner, if you go back just a little ways, there are some people that dive into the occult. They are Wiccans. They're devil worshipers and witches. <laughs> they cast spells or try to. They think they do. They're all over the place. Um, this past summer, I was doing some lawn care out here in the front, and I, I found some trinkets I thought at the first that some maybe something fell out of somebody's pocket but these things were it looked like um, devices of enchantment is what it looked like or attempted to be is this a real thing well it seems as though many of our entertainers so-called today are either practicing witchcraft or entranced as witches themselves even those of the Black Lives Matter movement, which uh, I'm no racist, I'm no bigot. I, I believe that er it says in the book of Acts that we're all of one blood. Everybody's come from Adam. But this, there, there has been a co-opting of a devilish, devilish witchcraft, satanic uh, idealization, even through, through uh, such organizations as Black Lives Matter. Is this... Is this something that needs to be preached today? You tell me when entertainers show up in a, in a month or so at the at the halftime show of the Super Bowl, and such as they've done in the past several years, they're flashing all their demonic symbols, and it's all over their theater. You tell me. You tell me when there's a, a, a concert that happens over in Houston, Texas a couple years ago, and one eyewitness said that it looked like a portal had opened in the stage and people were stomped to death over there. You tell me what happens. Are there witches today? I believe that there are. And I believe the caution that we should read out of Exodus chapter 22 and verse 18, we should hear it today and be aware of what's going on. No doubt. They say, it says here for the Jews that they should not suffer one to live. Should, should, should your takeaway that you should be go out looking for witches and be a witch hunter? No, I don't believe you should be a witch hunter. You should be one that declares the gospel. Yeah. But there are dangers of associating with witchcraft. One of the reasons why I believe that he says that, that they're, they're to not suffer them to live is if they let them live, then there are certain seductions that witchcraft has upon us. You can see that in TV. How many shows are there out there? Ghost hunters and, and the occult pleasers and then the medium of, of, of Manhattan and, and, and such as these things. People will spend nights in hotels trying to find some kind of witchcraft or some kind of aura or necromancy, looking after the, after the, the dead. I believe this is a very pertinent message for us. What is a witch? By, by the definitions that we have in front of us, a witch is one. Listen, the, 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 that word witch is a broad thing. There's a lot of people that practice witchcraft. These, and we'll get into it, I believe these people that claim to be preachers of light and preachers of righteousness are actually witches. They entrance people in satanic doctrine. That's right, brother. What is a witch? A witch is one who practices witchcraft, obviously, or sorcery. The whisper spells, hypnotizes, you could say, enchants, practices magic or necromancy, communication with the dead. Magic even. I mean, we, we, can, we can try to play tricks on one another. Oh, no, I'm taking my thumb off my hand. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, you know that I'm not taking my thumb off my hand. But if you've ever seen any of these people, magicians, then you, then you know there's something much more than, than just sleight of hand. I was working for a company in Baton Rouge, and they had a team-building uh, meeting. And they had a, what they called a mentalist. Okay, So my understanding of a mentalist going on was somebody that was a savant, you could say, of, of, of this or that. The, um, one of the exercises that he did, he, he had someone take out two or three cards out of a deck, and then they just turned the cards over as fast as they could. And when he set them down, he said, what three cards were missing from the deck? Wow, this guy must have a brain like a computer. 
The next trick that he did, he handed someone a book and said, pick any word out of any page. And whenever they did, he they he guessed the word, which was VCR and three guesses, and then told them what page that was on. Okay, maybe this guy's got a photographic memory. The next exercise, he had he was standing back to back with a woman, had them both draw. He, they both at the same time drew something, folded it up, and put it in an envelope. Standing back to back, handed both envelopes to somebody. They opened it up, and both of them drew, had drawn a pig flying an airplane. Almost too good to be true. Isn't it? Magic, witchcraft. What's going on here? Well, it would be super tempting for us to just say, you know what, That's he's got some kind of trick, some kind of figured out, but I believe the dark arts calling calling him on Satan and demons and all kinds of stuff. I believe that's alive and well today. I believe that's what that man who was a mentalist, that, that's what he was, he's practicing witchcraft. I really believe that. The Jews, whenever this command was given from Sinai by God, it says in chapter 21, verse 20, Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them, God speaking to Moses to speak to the children of Israel. I believe the Jews knew full well what a witch was living in Egypt. Go back to Exodus chapter 7. Exodus chapter 7, verses 11 and 12. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. That word sorcerer is the same for a witch. Now the magicians of Egypt, they also did like manner with their enchantments. Aaron had just put his rod down. Moses just thrown the rod down there and it, it turned to a serpent. But they cast down every man his rod and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. But wouldn't you think that was a pretty amazing thing if these, these men... Well, it looks like they have similar power to God. It looks like, if you keep reading the Exodus account, they, they, can, they cannot approach the power of God. But you see how seductive in the mind of, of Pharaoh? He must have had confidence. Oh, you've got your stick that turns into a snake? Look what we got. Super seductive. Chapter 7, verses 20 and t- through 22. And Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the rod and smote the waters that were in the river, and the sight of Pharaoh and the sight of his servants and all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. And the fish that was in the river died and the river stank and the Egyptians could not drink of the water of the river. And there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Neither did he hearken unto them as the Lord had said. What would you do? If somebody came out here with their rod and smote on your water fountain, brother, what, what would you do if somebody came to your well and smote it and the water turned to blood? What would you think? There's some pretty amazing things that these witches can do. The children of Israel had been under bondage for a good long time, and generationally they had come accustomed. You see, whenever Pharaoh reached for these people, these people had been around for a while, you see. He didn't have to go find them. They were already there. So Pharaoh was entranced with their witchcraft, and so were the people of Egypt, and so, I believe, the children of Israel were as well. They might have had a tendency to say, you know what, God is good, but they're okay too. Witchcraft. Chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. And Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. So now you have, you got the blood, you got the snake, you got serpents. Wow, these people look like they're potent, don't they? They, they can hang. Chapter 8, verses 16 through 19. And the Lord said unto Moses, saying to Aaron, Stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so, and Aaron stretched out his hand with the rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became lice in man and in beast. And all the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So the lice were upon man and upon beast. Then the magician said unto Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had said. But they were still trying. 
You see, when a, uh, when a witch is beaten, they don't just quit. They, just, they keep going. They're tenacious. How do you know that? Chapter 9, verses 8 through 11. And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, Take to your hand, take to you handfuls of ashes of the furnace, and let Moses sprinkle it toward the heaven in the sight of Pharaoh, and it shall become small dust in all the land of Egypt, and shall be a boil breaking forth with blains upon man, upon beast, throughout all the land of Egypt. And they took ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses sprinkled it up toward heaven, and it became a boil breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. For the boil was upon the magicians and upon all the Egyptians. So these magicians, they had powers. They did. It's undeniable. They had powers. They had evidential powers. And it might have been very confusing, and maybe even for Moses and Aaron, if they didn't know better, to be even disheartened. Well, oh, man, can, can you imagine Moses being at that burning bush and the Lord say, hey, look, take up that rod. He took it up and it, it was, it, it was it, he put it down. It was a snake. He took it up again. It was a rod again. Put it in your hand and take it out and it's, it's leprous and put it back in and take it out. And it's, he might have had a lot of confidence out there speaking to God. But now face to face with these magic, magicians, did that really happen? Did God really tell me this? Should I really be doing this? Wait a second. You can see how it would be possible in our minds when confronted with witches and all the power of evil. It would be possible in our minds that we would start doubting who sent us and what we're supposed to be doing. The power of God. I'm not saying it's logical, but you can see how it's possible. The Jews would have known what a witch was. Whenever all these things were happening uh, for these plagues in Egypt, they, they, they knew what witches were. So when in our text it says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, they didn't have to go grab a Strong's Concordance and go figure out what a witch was. They knew what a witch was. They knew what it was. The Jews would have known the power of their seductions. They would have known these things. They, they lived there, right? They lived there. And, and in several months, we're going to see how Aaron called the people to say, hey, look, these be thy gods that brought thee out of the land of Egypt. But what did he do? He, pulled, he formed and fashioned gods that were similar to those in Egypt. They were exposed to Egypt. They knew. They would have known the power of the seductions, the seductions of these witches. The Jews would have known They should have known the deficiency of the power of these witches compared to the strength of God. They should have known. We should know, right? We should know. The Jews should have learned not to lean on them in a drought or desert of understanding. They should have known. 1 Samuel 28 1 Samuel chapter 28, it's the occasion of King Saul. Look at this, King Saul in verse 3. 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 3. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that were uh, had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Well, praise the Lord. He put away the witches. And the Philistines gathered themselves together and came and pitched in Shunem, uh, Shunem, and Saul gathered all Israel together, and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul saw that the host of the Philistines, he trim, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams nor by Urim, the thing that was attached to the coat or the vestment of the of the high priest, nor by the prophets. I don't know, and the Lord's not talking to me. We have his word today. Yeah. In those times, the Lord spoke by the prophets and by the Urim and, and even brought dreams unto people. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not. Verse 7, Then Saul said unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit. Find me a witch, yeah. that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said unto him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. They should have learned that whenever they didn't know what to do, that they should still wait on the Lord. 
rather than the seeking after witchcraft. Oh, I don't seek after witchcraft. Again, that definition of witchcraft is broad. Whispering spells and enchantments to, to some or others. In First Chronicles chapter 10, does God care? Does God care if we seek after witches and mediums and practice superstition and hocus pocus and whatever and all this type of evil? Does, First Chronicles chapter 10. Does God care if, if I if I ask a question and shake the eight ball? If I roll the dice, does God care? First Chronicles chapter 10 and verse 13. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. How serious a thing is it to seek after witches or to, to communicate with witches or to, to come to their spells or be under their enchantments, to practice magic and arts? How, how dangerous is that? God hates it. And inquire not of the Lord. Okay, so you can't do both at the same time. I can't ask the Ouija board and inquire of the Lord at the same time. I can't follow after the, the, the pattern and seductions of entertainment and seek the Lord at the same time. There's other definitions. In just a moment, we'll get into witchcraft. Can't do, you can't practice witchcraft and seek the Lord at the same time. He inquired not of the Lord, therefore he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. Some people have demonic influence, and there's no doubt about that. And some people, it's easy. To, it's easy. You just you say, you know what? That that person is practicing devilish arts. But there's also people that come as hoaxers, and there's people that present themselves as angels of light. And we're going to read that in just a moment, also. It's very important, children of God, that we look unto the Lord and we seek the Lord and seek His face through His Word and by His Spirit that our minds and our hearts are fixed yeah. on the gospel of Jesus Christ and that we turn not to the left or to the right for anything else would be a form of witchcraft, seduction. And the New Testament, witchcraft, also includes the use of drugs. Yeah. you know that? It also includes the use of drugs and poisoning in connection with sorcery. The magical arts and idolatry. That's, if you were to read in Galatians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, look at this. He's contrasting the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Manifest means shown or evident. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Well, again, that word witchcraft there in the Greek is pharmakeia. Yeah. When, I, when I prescribe medication... It's called it's pharmacology. You know, the study and practice and use of medicines. You see, so witchcraft, pharmakeia, in the New Testament is not separated from the use of drugs. That's right. The word witch, sorcery, a spell, enchantment, magic. Certainly, we could understand that someone who is using drugs and is, is under the influence of such witchcraft would also be enchanted by those things, would be seduced and under the spell of those things. That's where addiction comes from. They're under that spell. Drugs truly do put a spell on many unto idolatry. Idolatry of self. So when these people... We says, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. 
Why did the Egyptians have witches? These witches, these witches practicing these dark arts gave them permission to continue on as they were. When God Almighty, through, the, through, through hit these plagues, but specifically in the Passover, through, through his works and through his, his amazing signs, he gave them deliverance and salvation. Exodus. These people were under witchcraft, under bondage. He's saying, thou shalt not suffer a witch who would hypnotize, who would enchant or practice their arts among you that would bring you back into bondages and be adverse to the living God. You, should not let, you shall not let them to live. You shall, you shall not suffer a witch to live. Drugs put a spell on many because of idolatry. So note the difference. A drug can put someone in bondage, a spell unto. Maybe somebody gets hurt and then they got to take a little pain medicine and before you know it, they're under that spell and they can't come off the pain medicine. Those drugs can put a spell on someone unto idolatry. But also someone, oh, I can't take it anymore. The pain is too great. I have to take something that, that, that changes. They can come under the spell. Trying to idolize themselves, they can they can come under the spell of those drugs. I I prescribe medication, so don't think that all drugs or or medications are are bad. But medications used with the intent of glorifying self and putting one some someone under a spell of self is a form of witchcraft. Pharmacia. Doping some, doping up, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, doing whatever, running lines, whatever you want to say. It's all a form of witchcraft. And the world is pulsating with witches and witchcraft. Those that, that practice the, the overtly the dark arts, those that are seducers of the hearts of men, those that put spells on others, either through medications or, or what have you. The world, again, is pulsating with witches and witchcraft. Sorcery is published and celebrated. Just plain demonic stuff in the entertainment industry. Okay, so one of the biggest entertainment companies that has ever or will ever exist, Disney, is based on the idea of witchcraft. Do they ever put anything out, Disney, that does not involve witchcraft or witches or or speaking uh, animals or whatever? It's all based on witchcraft. Oh, but it's for the kids. They love it so well. Witchcraft. Entertainment industry. Music. Now, there's there's ideas behind music that, that... in these alternating beats, in these third and fourth beats, and, and it hits certain waves that it has the same idea. Like it, if you just stare at a fire and it hits the certain wavelengths in your brain, it kind of hypnotizes you. That happens with music too, and they do it on purpose. There are bands, and, and these are supposed to be, quote, Christian bands that have come out saying that they put their set list together with certain songs consecutively that it pumps up and amps up the hearts of people so that emotionally they will have a conversion not spiritually emotionally they through witchcraft elicit a response desired never noticed that did you yeah they do that movies you know, we just had a holiday season and then, and then Thanksgiving there was a horror movie that was coming out about Thanksgiving People love, people love the dark things that come out in movies. Multi-billion dollar industry. Books, you ever heard of Harry Potter? Oh yes, witchcraft, ha ha, school, school for sorcerers, ha ha ha. It's blasphemy. You've got these video games, you've got these board games. I mentioned before, Ouija board and the eight, the eight ball and all this kind of stuff. This witchcraft is adverse, opposed, at an enmity with God Almighty. Seeking mediums and enchantments and spells. See, what should I do? How should I live my life? Oh, isn't it fun? Did you really speak to Uncle Harry? Just overwhelming people. Witchcraft. 
People love and crave ghost hunting shows, ghost stories. Oh, gather around the fire. We'll hear a ghost story. People like to hear that stuff. There's been many times that I've been around people and they start sharing ghost stories. Well, I've got a couple of stories of my own. And the ones that I tell, I, 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 I bring them up to testify of demonic presence and to warn people. This stuff is real. And you go looking for that stuff, you're going to find it. You know, some people sit at grave sites. Oh, I'm not a witch. I'm not into witchcraft. But then they'll go to a, a grave site and go talk to their spouse that's been dead for 10 years. What is that? Necromancy. I know a pastor that does that. Goes and talks to his wife. It's necromancy. It's witchcraft. Oh no, I don't mean it that way. Well, what day? What way do you mean it? People like astrology and horoscopes. What sign are you? You can find that in every newspaper in the world. What sign are you? Superstitions. Well, I always put my 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 right sock on first, then I put my left sock on. Why? What'll happen if you don't? Will you, will you break the spell? Will you not have luck in the day? People get into soothsaying and 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 then palm reading and fortune telling and all this kind of stuff. You got your oh, it's so fun. We're just we're just going to open up these fortune cookies. Ha ha ha! Really. Street drugs, illicit drugs. They even make it legal. Just because it's legal don't make it right. You can go down here and, and buy some of that Delta 8 stuff. Which is, okay, so when you're talking about concentration of marijuana oils, it's less concentrated and therefore legal. But if you take more of it, it will concentrate in your system and becomes illegal concentration. What makes it good? Well, they, they can sell it. They can tax it. That's what makes it good to the government. Does it make it less? Now, again, being a prescriber, I know there's good to that stuff. Somebody's having back pain or they're having different issues. There is a good to that. But you can't tell me these teenage boys that are going in them shops and buying it are doing it because they have glaucoma. Many people, they're doing this to, to seduce themselves under witchcraft. Even prescribed medications. And I've got to be, I've, biblically, I have to be careful what I'm prescribing. And also at the same time, tell the, those that are receiving prescriptions to seek the Lord. He's the answer, not, not this drug. The Lord is the answer, which I find to be a tremendous opportunity. But those are the plain, just outright demonic things. But you know, there's, there's some covert or some hidden, some sneaky demonic things too. You ever heard somebody say, oh, the Holy Spirit told me? Careful with that. The Holy Spirit didn't tell me anything. God's Word says, and the Holy Spirit revealed through God's Word, Holy Spirit has never said a word to me. Somebody starts hearing things, they're not going to be hearing God. What are they? I'm not saying they're not hearing something. I'm saying they're not hearing God. That's right, brother. Enchantment, magic. You know, this this might surprise you. I've heard voices too. And it wasn't God. That's right. It wasn't God. It wasn't a man and it wasn't a woman and it wasn't anything natural, but it wasn't God. That's right, There are things out there that that will try to manipulate people and do, and do manipulate people through witchcraft. I know a woman that sat at a funeral, and as she was sitting at the funeral of her loved one, she was staring in the casket. And she said, just staring in that casket, every so often she thinks that she saw that face move just a little bit, and in between it's just a little bit. That person was sitting in that gallery at that funeral practicing necromancy, desiring to see some kind of thing out of the dead. Oh, but no, she was just, she was just looking at, at her loved one in the casket. Witchcraft. Signs of supernatural things yet unassociated with Christ. The gospel 
or godliness whatsoever. You know, when these people down the road and these and these organizations, they tell me all the things that they experienced in their in their assemblies, I don't doubt them that those things happened. I just know the origin that they think that it has and the origin that it actually is are two different things. I believe that they are practicing witchcraft. That they, by definition, under spell and enchantment, they're experiencing magical things. Oh, yes, it must be the Lord. So-and-so had this problem, and it raised them up. <laughs> Janice and Jambres made a stick turn to a snake. They made water turn into blood. You tell me these things don't have power? Tranced. Y'all ever heard of holy laughter? Don't Google it. Don't YouTube it. Holy laughter. These people get together in their church services. One person just starts laughing and they just laugh hysterically and they do it for a period of time and then they, they close in prayer and that's it. There's holy laughter, they call it. Now I've been part of... There was one time... I was at work one day and something happened and I called Jill and I'm just laughing. I can't even get out what happened. I'm laughing. And she starts laughing with me. It was contagious. We couldn't stop laughing. She had no idea why. But that's not movement of God. That's that's a contagious behavior, you see. But under enchantment, these people that they think that they think that God is moving, but it's not it's not God Almighty, it's the God of this world. The spirit of this world moving. The Holy Spirit, they claim, the Holy Spirit move is moving and is exciting as chaos. Oh yes, we, we had a we had a spirit-filled meeting. Well, what was the message? I don't know, but it was spirit-filled. Really? Jesus Christ said in John chapter 15 that the Spirit would testify of him. What what, what gospel sound came out of that? We read in 2 Kings earlier today when speaking of Ahaz. Look, look at this. It's it's, it's amazing. In 2 Kings chapter uh, chapter 17, we read about how the, the fall uh, of Israel was coming. Look at verse 12. For they served idols, whereof the Lord said unto them, You shall not do this thing. Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets and by all the seers, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers, which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but hardened their necks like to the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers and his testimonies which he testified against them. And they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen like that like uh, like went after the heathen that were round about them concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made in the molten image even two calves and made a grove and worshiped and all the hosts of heaven and served Baal. And they caused their sons and daughters to pass through the fire and used divination and enchantments, witchcraft, and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. I would submit to you that rebellion against God cannot be done outside of witchcraft, that all human beings are enchanted and seduced. They have that whispering spell, I can be like God. I was never a witch. By this definition, we're all born witches. That's right. And that's something. Enchanting. Whispering spells, whispering alternate gospels. You know, that's real enchanting in our day. Galatians chapter 1. Everybody thinks they're saved. What do they base that on? A lot of people say they're saved, by, but they're enchanted in believing so. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel, which is not another. 
but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said, as we said before, so say I now again. Let me double down on this. Paul saying, I'm going to say it twice, back to back. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than we, than what, than that we ye have received, let him be accursed. Yeah. Witchcraft, another gospel. That's right. That's witchcraft. That's right, brother. Second Corinthians, <clears throat> chapter eleven. Verses 14 and 15. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Well, wait a second. The most evil things, all these things are, are, are wretched, they're wicked. They're, they're, there's no possibility of salvation. Yet they appear to be ministers of righteousness. You know what that's called? Witchcraft. Whose end shall be according to their works? How can they be? How can they come? How can such dark beings come across as ministers of light and righteousness through whispering spells, enchantments? Even magic through false gospels, even through necromancy. What do you mean? What's necromancy? Communication with the dead telling a bunch of spiritually dead people that they're alive, basically being among the dead, that's spiritual necromancy. That's witchcraft. Let me say that again. Someone compelling, unsaved, spiritually dead people, communicating with them a false illusion of rebirth is a form of spiritual necromancy. That's a form of witchcraft. Now what? Man, it's, you thought if you were going to hear about witches, that man, it's, it's going to be light and short and sweet and we're out of here, huh? Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Should we kill witches? I don't believe so. And I, and, and I would strongly discourage you from killing anyone. Yeah. We should preach the gospel to them. Yeah. But do you know who witches are? Under these definitions, who, who are witches? Of course, those that are practicing overtly, out in the open, satanic arts. Of course, those people are practicing witchcraft. Those, those people that are drugged and, and seduced in drugs. Practicing witchcraft. Pharmacaea. Witchcraft. Galatians chapter 5. Those people who covertly or, or, see, or, or um, I guess, subtly... Practicing witchcraft through another gospel. In Jude verse 4, look at this. Jude verse 4. For there are certain men, crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning. Now, they don't actually turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. But through their whisper, through their, their whispers of spells, and through their enchantments, and and their magic, and their sleight of hand through Scripture, yeah. they turn the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Those are those ministers, male and female, yeah. that can seduce. Hearts and minds, not souls, because they're spiritually dead, but hearts and minds. They can seduce hearts and minds unto a false gospel, unto a spell, and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. What do they do? They deny the power of God and salvation. They deny the gospel of Jesus Christ, how that He made the dead to live, and how He transforms lives, and that He draws His people unto Him, and by His voice. When, when he speaks, his sheep hear his voice and they know him and, and, he, and they follow him, right? The power of God. They deny the power of God. They promote the power of man. Witches. Witches. Witchcraft. 
Well, not all witches are so blatant in their behavior as Janice and Jeremy's are. They? He says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch, not some witches, not most witches, a witch to live. Because these things can be so subtle and because they can be so seductive, it was important for the Jews not to have one witch in the camp. Not one. Not one. We should preach the gospel. We should preach the gospel to them. We should avoid our conversation with them, meaning we shouldn't be participating in life and living with them. We shouldn't have them over for supper and we shouldn't go join them. Our relationship to one who practices witchcraft should be the declaration of the gospel. We certainly shouldn't join in with them. You know, well, Jesus sat down with, with sinners and he ate and drank with sinners, didn't he? Yeah, but he didn't do that in lewd behavior. They sat down with him. <laughs> they wanted to be near him. He had the words of life. Even if, even if a child of God and a witch both, if, if they compromise to have fellowship, well, a witch can compromise and still be wrong, but you can't compromise child of God and still be right. You can't compromise from light, walking in darkness and still be in light. That's right. Avoid conversation in these things. Uh, avoid. We, we, we put them out of the camp. You see. They, they knew the seductive power. And you've probably watched a television program or two also with these seductive powers. I know I have. We should certainly not join in with them or condone them. Don't condone somebody in these. In condoning it, sometimes we condone things by our silence, Right? Knowing full well someone is a witch or practicing witchcraft, whether by the demonic arts or looking after uh, these spells and industry and business and all this kind of stuff. Someone involved in drugs, don't condone these things. Don't excuse them either. Well, I know the Lord said we're not supposed to suffer a witch, but this is my this is my daughter, and I love her a whole lot. Man, that's a witch is what that is. Son and daughters, you will not practice witchcraft in my house. Witch. It would be super easy for someone to excuse a witch, right? But it was the charge of the children of Israel. To hold each other accountable in this. This wasn't just... Look back again. Read carefully. Exodus 21 and verse 1. Now these are the commandments which thou shalt set before them. This wasn't a commandment to Moses. This was a commandment to Israel. This is not a command to be heard of Pastor Joe. This is a command to be received of this local body. As a group, we are together to not join them, condone them, or excuse them, to hold each other accountable that I would not receive witches and witchcraft, and neither would you. That's right. Why were they supposed to kill them? Why do you think? Because the temptation and seduction of their ways. Listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Listen to this in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. He's speaking to the Jews. And in this passage, he's actually speaking of where Antichrist is going to come from. If you compare Islamic writings to what the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about, they're looking for the imam or imam. And it's it's what it's 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 Antichrist is what he's talking about. Look, look at Matthew chapter 24. In verse 23, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it or not, believe it not. There he is. Oh, they're talking about the Lord. And they must be, they must be sound. Well, don't believe him. 
For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. They're going to be practicing witchcraft. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Are you elect? He says, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Well, if it's not possible, it's not because you're so smart. It's because the Spirit of God is so great. But that's how influential, listen, that's how influential witches can be. Behold, I have told you before. When the Lord Jesus Christ said this in the New Testament by the mouth of God, do you think he understood how tempting and how seductive witches can be? You better believe it. You better believe it. Listen to some future history out of the out of the book of Revelation, chapter 13. Oh, that was just for the old Jews. This is stuff that hasn't happened yet, y'all. Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 18. Kind of a longer reading, but you'll you'll see it here. Revelation chapter 13, verse 11. And behold, another beast coming up out of the earth. This is the 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 second beast, which is the false prophet. Okay, so if you if you make a note, here's false prophet. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast, which was Antichrist, before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Well, he was dead, and now he's alive. So we're practicing necromancy, right? And he doeth great wonder, so he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. So he's practicing witchcraft and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. That sounds sounds like witchcraft to me. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, and, and that the image of the beast should, bo- should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And it goes on through verse 18, speaking of the mark of the beast. But you see, even in the tribulation period and time to come, that the, the false prophet will come as a witch. Witchcraft, oh man. If it were possible, even the very elect would believe it. If it were possible. Do you suppose that it would be tempting then for the Jews, if they suffered a witch in the camp, that they would be tempted and seduced by their ways? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, wouldn't it be tempting for us to do so? I mean, if, I, if we concluded services and I said, okay, we'll meet at the next point of time, and I levitated myself and just floated out of this building, you'd probably think, okay, well, I'm going to listen a little bit harder to what that guy has to say next time, right? <laughs> probably. I don't know. You might run out here screaming. I do that kind of stuff. You better tell me the gospel. But you can see how tempting it would be to follow after somebody like that. False religion, false prophets. You know, in those days, it's going to sound right. And the Lord Jesus said, I told you before. In those days, it sounds right. In the the moment, in the flesh, you see people performing as witches. It sounds right. It looks tempting to be right, but it's not. Don't suffer a witch. It says to live to the Jews. I would say don't suffer a witch in your conversation of life. Somebody that fits the description of a witch walks in here, I'm not going to run them out. I'm going to tell them the gospel. Am I going to, am I going to just go live their life with them? Or, you know, just, just we'll be buddy-buddy? No, we're not going to do that. Will I sit down with them and talk to them as long as they want to talk? I would. But the gospel of Jesus Christ would be featured and not their witchcraft. We're not supposed to kill people. I I would say do not kill people. But I want you to know, witches and witchcraft, they're at hand. People practicing the dark arts right in front of us, 
again, we, we, we let so many things in on our TV that, that the Jews would have, would have the, the earth would have opened up and swallowed them. Is it because we take these things too lightly? Is it be, is it be, I believe so, in my case anyway. We take these things too lightly, and because we, I've been exposed, and maybe you've been exposed too since your birth, that it, that it almost seems benign or non, non-harmful. These things are witchcraft. They're, they're divergent from following after the Lord. You can't walk in darkness and walk in light at the same time, and witchcraft is indeed darkness. We should, under, we should identify these things quickly. It should have been easy in the camp, knowing what a witch was, it should have been easy for a, 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 a Jew, an Israelite, to d- both discover and point out the witchcraft going on in the camp. So how do we get from there to you go down several generations and they're all worshiping every god of Canaan? How does that happen? Indifference, mostly. Indifference. We should identify these things quickly. We should identify them in our own lives. I should identify them in my own life. I'm to declare the gospel to sinners. They weren't. They, they were to not let them live. I would tell you, don't walk with, stand with, or sit with witches. That's what it would say in, in Psalm 1, Psalm 1, verse 1. Just read it for you quickly. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. For the purpose of today, I'm going to insert the word witches. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of witches, nor standeth in the way of witches, nor sitteth in the seat of of a witch. Those practicing dark arts, those that whispering spells or enchantments or magic, those practicing necromancy and communicating with the dead, those that are that are practicing overt demonic behavior, those that are are practicing covert or or hidden false gospel messages and and enchanting the masses, those involving themselves with drugs and, and drug type behavior. Don't walk with them, don't stand with them, don't sit with them. Declare unto them the gospel of Jesus Christ. How much practical good would have been achieved by Israel practicing that command alone? I would say quite a bit. You saw how it played out in King Saul's life. That's one of the reasons he died, is he sought a medium. Child of God, don't tolerate witches. Now, when I say don't tolerate that, I'm not saying never speak to them. That God saves sinners, witches. and witches are sinners. Don't hang with them, as Brother Adam said. Don't, you're not, the, the, not friends, not pals, not buddies. You tell them the gospel. They are adverse to God. They are adverse to the God of your salvation. What do you mean? They're adverse to the first commandment. He said, have no other gods before me, and a witch has a, presents other gods. Right? That's what witchcraft is, presenting other gods. When, when turn back here to Exodus chapter uh, 5, I believe it is. No, it's chapter 6. Exodus chapter 6. Now, when we were reading through earlier, and we, we saw that Janice and Jambres turned that, that stick into a snake. Chapter 6 comes before chapter 7. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now thou shalt, in verse 1, shalt thou, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he shall let them go. Turn back to chapter 5. And after Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The Lord Jehovah Elohim of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. The Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. So when he called on Janus and Jambres, that, that stick that turned into a snake was done in the name of the Lord. He called upon his magicians to serve their gods. Yeah. 
So when someone practices witchcraft, they are adverse to the first commandment. That's right. No other gods before me. That's right. Exodus 20, verses 1 through 3. They're also adverse to the second commandment. Thou shalt make no graven image of anything. Chapter 20, verse 4. They're also adverse to the third commandment, taking the name of the Lord in vain. Oh, man, there's so many people that practice witchcraft and they take the name of the Lord in vain. They, they say, I know him. They claim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But they're seduced with a gospel that is not another gospel. They're seduced and they follow a God of enchantment, Satan himself. They're adverse to the 10th commandment, covetousness. Chapter 20, verse 17. They fall under that spell, that enchantment of covetousness. Oh, I, I, I desire God and I, I have a zeal toward God, but not according to knowledge. Even those religious Jews, they weren't seeking after the righteousness of God, but set out to establish their own righteousness, doesn't it? That's witchcraft. That's sorcery. That's an enchantment. That, that's a deceptive spell that someone can make themselves like God. And coveting alternate, alternate realities. People yep. are, they, 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 they're, they're delusional in these spells. They're delusional in the religion. They're delusional in all these drugs for an alternate reality. It's witchcraft. And coveting deceased loved ones and desiring to make their own dead selves live. That's necromancy. That's witchcraft. And coveting their best life now. That's witchcraft. And all these entertainments. Coveting lustful desires of the occult. It's witchcraft. Children of God don't tolerate witches. And if you were to see one standing in the mirror, repent of those things and turn to the Lord. Don't suffer a witch. Don't do it. It's harmful. There's nothing good that comes out of witchcraft. Sinner, you are seduced by that old serpent, that devil. What do you mean? You're entranced by the idea that you are okay. And that's the biggest deceptive spell that there is. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 3. When you have, he hath quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in a time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That's Satan himself. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Oh, you're loving it. You're okay. Everything's fine. Among whom also we had our conversation, our way of life in times past, and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. You'd have to be under a spell. You'd have to be under an enchantment of sin by Satan himself and your own depravity to think that all that is okay. You're spellbound by the necromancy that being dead, that you're alive, that you're okay. You're enchanted in the spell of sin. Sometimes these people, these hypnotists, they'll put someone in a spell and they'll snap their fingers and they come out of it. Well, you're enchanted. You're under the bond of witchcraft of sin and only Christ Almighty and his gospel can as it were bring you out of it. in Acts chapter 16 look at this there's an occasion of this look at this Acts chapter 16 I want to show you something pretty amazing sin because you know what Jesus Christ came to save sinners praise God Acts chapter 16 and verse 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. She was a witch. Met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying, by fortune telling. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. She didn't say she was saved. She said, they're telling us, the way of salvation. 
And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, the name, fame, reputation, glory, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. I believe the Lord saved her by the power and gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right, brother. Based on his name, fame, reputation, glory, and gospel, I believe that young lady that was a nuisance to them was one of the first church members there in Philippi. If you read the book of Philippians, you've got Lydia, a seller of purple. You've got this young lady, and I believe you also had that jailkeeper in, in his family. It was kind of a ragtag group, wasn't it, <laughs> at Church of Philippi. But read the, read the book of Philippians, one of the most encouraging books in the whole Bible. One of which, one of those members of which was a, was a witch. Senator, I would encourage you to see the desperation of your case. And know assuredly that on several levels, the case can be made that you are indeed under the witch, the witchcraft, spellbound enchantment of sin. I would encourage you to repent. I would encourage you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ who breaks the bonds of sin and demonic witchcraft. He, he breaks these bonds. And I tell you what, those spells, those enchantments, that magic, that, that belief of disbelief that you think you can present yourself before God, he will reveal to you that you can't. He will bring you to reality. And that reality is the only one who can save you is Christ himself. You'll have nowhere else to go. You'll have nowhere else, nothing else to do. There won't be drugs. There won't be entertainments there won't be uh false religions there, there there won't be all this other garbage there'll be christ and him crucified i encourage you to repent believe on the lord jesus christ and be saved may the lord bless the preaching of his word